Hello, welcome to Wei and Kathy show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. All right. So today we'll be talking about first still the development of the 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 Mar-a-Lago raid and the related um, the search warrant and which has been released today. So mm-hmm. we'll report to you, you know, what is newly released. And also, Kathy will be bringing you to the continuing version of uh, Victor the Hansen's interview. Yeah. So yeah, yesterday, uh, Professor Victor Hansen discussed uh, his uh, observation on the ch- you know change of FBI, this agency, and uh, why it becomes the way it is. So today, I'm going to share with you uh, the second part of this interview. Professor Hansen will discuss what's the consequence of the FBI's uh, raid, including the outlook on the midterm election, as well as the 2024 presidential election, and how the how he sees the country will be moving on. Yeah, and also before we continue, just remind you that we are also doing the live cast on the Ganjin World, okay? The brand new yep. platform, uncensored. Yeah. So yeah, please try it. Uh huh. The Ganjin World. Try that. Just uh, the effect actually is very good. If you can try that while you watch, and um, so we need to give you post the link, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll be as Kathy uh, as uh, we share with you the first piece of news, and Kathy can post the the link to the uh, top chat. All right. So yesterday, the Attorney General Garland uh, held a press release, um, press conference, and explained that uh, they will be applying for the, to the court to unseal the search warrant of the Mar-a-Lago, and uh, also unseal the the inventory, the inventory list for the um, for the for the material or document that, that was taken away. So, so what happened? Uh, then the the judge Reinhardt said. Uh, Three, by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, which is basically Friday, uh, you need to get an answer from Trump whether he's he's objected to releasing the search warrant. Actually, last night Trump issued a you know uh, a on his truth social saying that uh, not only I'm not object to this, I encourage doing this as soon as possible. <clears throat> so today, <clears throat> today. DOJ released the, the um, search, war- search warrant and also the inventory of what they t- took away from the Mar-a-Lago. Actually, the search warrant identified three federal crimes that the Justice Department is looking for as part of its uh, investigation. The first one, uh, violations of the Espionage Act. The second is ob- obstruction of justice. The third is criminal handling of docu- government records. So pretty much it's searching for those uh, documents that could uh, you know, infringe Violate one of these three laws, three pieces of laws. All right. So, well, okay. So, what's the, what's what the, they found? Uh, and uh, by the way, let me just continue. Also, the search warrant saying that uh, the scope of the search covered the entire the entire Mar-a-Lago, except that the gas room or the room that was you know leased to other people. Mm-hmm. So, for every room that Trump used and have access to, including fifty-eight bedrooms and thirty-three restrooms, they are all within the scope of the search. And also the material they're looking for, just hear me out, uh, range from the beginning, his first day in the White House and his last day in the White House. So entire four years. And then, okay, so they took away 28, basically 28 box of things, uh, including four top secret, three secret, and four confidential, and so on and so forth. And uh, Trump actually, however, said there's no um, classified document. Everything has been de- uh, classified. 
So, but you know, as you as you see the the you know the, the title of our program, it raised more questions. Four questions. Let me just explain it to you. The first, you know, as, as you hear me out, right? The search warrant, the scope is really really big, cover entire four years, entire you know Mar-a-Lago, mm -hmm. and surprisingly broad. All right, and uh, they search not only search the, all the bedrooms, they even search the closet of the first lady, and. Uh, but uh, you know, just remember what uh, Attorney General Garland said yesterday in his uh, press conference. He said, uh, where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. So what do you think? Is it, um, is the, it, it seems that uh, the search warrant is quite broad. It's a little hard to understand. That's a, that's a narrow search. OK, that's the first thing. And the second question is this. Um, so why do they need to search the entire Mar-a-Lago? They, they already knew that uh, where those, uh, how to say, the document from White House, where they are, they were in the storage room. And the last time the FBI visited on the June 3rd, they even asked the staff of the Mar-a-Lago to add a, add, add a lock, and they did. So they know where the document is. Why do they want to search the entire, entire you know, just uh, estate? That's an interesting question. The second question is this. Well, they issued a subpoena, right, in the spring, and then the FBI came to the site on June 3rd, and it, they said, basically, the document you brought from White House is very important. They have top secret. You need to put a lock. And uh, as I said, staff of Trump did it. But the question is this. If they care so much, if those documents are so sensitive, so classified, between June 3rd and uh, the, the date of the raid, August 8th, there, there were 66 days. Mm -hmm. So why don't they come back on the June 4th or June 5th and then just move those documents away? Because they are so sensitive, right? Mm -hmm. So why do they wait for 66 days without doing anything? And when they do something, they send the 30 agent and at the early morning during still dark time, at 6.30 in the morning, and then with all the flashlight of the police car. Why do they do that? Mm. Okay, that's the second question. What do you think? The third is uh, actually the search warrant, if you read it, two page. It's, it's quite very broad and very general. You really cannot say much about why they, why they, still, why they want to search the Mar-a-Lago. It's hard to tell, okay? And what really would convince the judge, uh, the judge uh, Reinhardt, who issued the search warrant is the affidavit, okay, which is a sworn statement of the reason for the for the raid, and then without that, the judge would not, you know, release the sign on the search warrant. But so far, we don't see that, and uh, that's the true answer. But we don't. The public has not seen that yet. The third question: Where is that affidavit, and who wrote it, and what's in it? The fourth one, you know, what uh, would uh, the just DOJ do today? So they seem to be in a, quite a, in a dilemma, difficult situation, because first, with those documents they took, about 28 boxes, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Trump said they are de declassified already. Let's say they are classified. So do they, are they going to indict Trump? If they don't, then how do they explain to the public that they, they take so much effort, right, mm -hmm. to just moving in in such a big manner in, into a former you know, president, and then, with, then afterwards you don't indict him. And if they indict him, based on what? First, if we, if we say they broke the, Trump broke the first law, the Espionage 
act, okay, the condition of, um, um, of find, you know, finding that uh, Trump guilty is that the leaked classified document needs to be leaked to the outside world, to the foreign countries, and come back and materially threaten the security of the, the United States. However, those classified documents sit in the basement of a Mar Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Mar How could that get leaked into the hands of the foreign government? Okay, and uh, comparatively, Hillary Clinton's uh, emails, they were digital properties, and it's easy to be you know, reached by the hackers, and then could expose more threat to the country. And then, well, DOJ did not chase after Hillary Clinton, and then how, do they, how can it be fair by chasing after Trump, who is putting the you know, classified document, let's say it's classified, physical document in the basement of the Mar-a-Lago that foreigners, foreign government has no access to. All right, so if, if they just find, would indict Trump for the mishandling of the sensitive or the classified document, and then, okay, the requirement for that is has to be willful. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to do that in a willful way. How can they prove that? Trump probably did not even know that when the general administration packed things up for him and moved the boxes out of the White House into his uh, home, Trump probably didn't even know what's, what's put in the, in the boxes. Okay, how do you prove that he intentionally, you know, uh, moved those uh, classified documents into his home? And uh, furthermore, by comparison, Hillary Clinton was, the, when she set up the, you know, email server at home, that does, that did take intentional effort, right? You have to hire a technician, you have to buy the machine, you have to set it up, set up the email server, then you start working. Okay, so even with that case, they don't chase after Hillary Clinton. And uh, what is the fairness involved here to chase after Trump? That's another question. Further, let's say, if they found Trump is willful, and uh, remember Sandy Berger, if you still remember, the national security advisor of uh, Bill Clinton. And he was caught, okay, leaked um, national security information. And then how was he punished? He was sentenced to two-year probation, and they did some community service. That's, that's basically it. It's really nothing, no, no, no punishment there. And would they do, do that differently to you know, former, former President Trump? Would that be double standard? Th those are the questions, okay? And um, so Washington Post said uh, yesterday, they published that there was, there was document that has to do with a nuclear weapon. And Trump responds saying, no, that does not, um, it doesn't, that's not true. Uh, Trump further asked this question. Let me read it to you. Why wouldn't the FBI allow the inspection of areas at Mar-a-Lago with our attorneys and others present? Made them wait outside in the heat. Wouldn't, uh, would not, uh, wouldn't let them get even close, saying absolutely not. Planting information, anyone? So that's Trump's question. Yeah, just uh, if, you know, um, we just was looking, showing you the receipt of the property right yeah. they searched a lot of the things you can see box numbers from so and so box number from so and so and lots of you know listing with that and uh, occasionally we saw a couple of lines saying miscellaneous secret items mm -hmm. documents mm -hmm. so really in the receipt you don't really see what they taken yeah yeah, yeah. So, so pretty much so how do they prove you know later on when they have found some specific things saying okay this is from Mar-a-Lago from mm -hmm. those property that they seized. I, you know, it's just an immediate question I have when I saw that list. Yeah, okay, so that's the question. What do you think? 
And uh, do you think that uh, the release of the search warrant answered you know, the question that people have in their mind? Or you don't, don't, don't see that? Um, or it raised more question. Okay, so let's read something. Uh, GPT, you said, I love the fact that we can trust you guys, especially when you translate the news for us. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank GPT. you for the trust. <clears throat> yeah, that's what we do as a journalist. And, um, you know, we're not nat native speakers, right? But we are very dedicated journalists. You know, we, we choose the profession as a, you know, because it's our passion. It's what we think is the best thing to do for ourselves and for the country and uh, for our career. Oh, I thought a question for me. That's from ACMC Window Cleaning Company in San Diego. Kathy, does this raid on Trump's house remind you of the CCP? Um, yes, indeed. I, you know, in, indeed it reminds me of uh, what's happening, happened in China actually constantly when, uh, you know, including in Cultural Revolution, although I didn't experience that, but we saw plenty of the documents, you know, documentations uh, released later uh, and uh, the stories uh, tell, uh, told by, you know, our like uh, parents and others, how the CCP just uh, would raid on people's uh, property yeah. if they found you have something disagree with the regime. Yeah. yeah, and even it happens, you know, since the, um, CCP took the power until nowadays. Nowadays, uh, people, you know, the, the worst persecution uh, in China in the recent history is on the people who practice meditation of uh, Falun Gong, and uh, they raid on people's uh, property, just seize everything. Then, and they sometimes they plant, yeah. right? Plant so-called evidence. And, uh, you know, this is called like fishing mm -hmm. search, right? And then they just uh, label you espionage or just uh, what, what's the, the usual, yeah. Yeah. you All know, kinds of things. things they, they, they will label people so that they can put people in, into jail. Mm -hmm. So that's very unfortunate. That's why we wanted to really, like Wei raise so many questions. And I think that's on top of a lot of questions on people's mind. Because if this could happen to a former president, you know, a lot of people just think, could that happen to me? And uh, I think a lot of people are saying about, you know, no matter do you like Trump or not, no matter which party you are affiliated with, or you are just independent, if uh, such a powerful law enforcement agency can do this uh, with regard the law, then you know it's really a, a, a crisis. It's like a threat to everybody. Because it can happen to anyone. That's why you know we are not discussing the pol politics here. It's really a, a matter of uh, of a security for everybody. Basic human rights, you know, being secure. Um, yeah, free without of, fear. Of, yeah, free of fear. Yeah, of being um, yeah heard by the government. Okay, let's move on to the next piece of uh, reporting, which has to do with uh, Professor Victor Hansen, mm -hmm. the Hoover so, as a scholar. Yeah, the senior fellow of Hoover Institute. Yesterday, we shared with you my first part of his interview. Professor Hansen talked about uh, the uh, role of uh, F uh, FBI in his view and uh, why it 
you know, in his view, it just becomes such, he quote unquote, a dangerous organization, right? He, he believed it should be broken up. So the second part we're gonna share with you, um, Professor Hansen just continued to discuss what could be the consequence of this raid, especially um, after this midterm election, what he will see, and as well as um, what, how he thinks the uh, beneficiary of this raid and uh, what could happen in the upcoming 2024 presidential election. So my first question um, with him for this part starts with uh, why at that time President Trump appointed Christopher Wray as the next director of FBI. Christopher Wray was appointed by Trump Right. That was because they came to Trump, they, his advisors, and said, you fired James Comey, and then you fired because he leaked classified material and because he's told you that you were not in, under investigation when he knew that you were, so he lied to you. So you fired him. But then he prompted the Mueller investigation. Now they're after you. And Mueller is another FBI, he's a director as well. And then you fired McCabe because he lied to a federal investigator. Okay, you have now offended all three of the most prominent FBI people there are, and that agency's out to get you. He shouldn't have done what he did. So some people said to Trump, do not appoint another FBI insider like McCabe or Comey. Get somebody completely outside to shake up. And the other people said, they're already angry at you. You've alienated the entire FBI. Why don't you just get somebody who was next in line, talk to him and see if he'll just make the FBI neutral and leave you alone and just do its job. And he took that advice. That was bad advice. Bad advice because the FBI's top Washington hierarchy despised him and wanted to help the left get rid of him. And he should have got a complete outsider. Uh, he, he should have taken the entire Washington hierarchy and forcibly retired them to the extent that he could do that or have them transferred out of Washington. But he didn't do that. And he paid a terrible price. You know, in regards to what uh, FBI has been doing, and uh, some, you know, some people in the left, they are cheering, right? But uh, how do you think? They're very stupid because they've alienated. They haven't alienated, they've enraged half the country. So in November, there's an 80% chance they're going to lose the House. And there's a 60% chance they're going to lose the Senate. And I think they're going to lose the presidency in 2024. Because remember, Biden was a bad candidate, but he was put there to stay in the basement and act like he was a moderate because none of the other candidates had a chance. Not Beto, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, none of them. But a jig, they would have not made it. Okay, so when the Republicans take power in November and then formally in January, the left will be surprised because there's going to be a big debate and the debate's going to go like this. The Republicans are going to say, are we Old Testament or New Testament? 
do we pay them back in kind to teach them they can't do this or do we just forget about it and move on because we're not at their level and i think at this point they're so angry they're going to say no if we don't do to them what they do to us they'll keep doing it so we've got to at least for a year show them what they did and so maybe when joe biden gives another inaccurate state of the union kevin mccarthy gets on national tv and tears it up and then maybe kevin mccarthy says to nancy pelosi i don't want any member of the squad not one of them on any committee i'm taking them all off and i don't like eric swalwell he's a loudmouth. he's not going to be on any committee that's never happened until nancy pelosi did that so they do that and then kevin mccarthy says I want this committee to investigate Hunter Biden's influence peddling, this committee to investigate the Biden family's finances. I want this committee to investigate the real story of what happened on May 31st, 2020, when they tried to storm the White House ground. I want this committee to investigate how Ashley Babbitt got shot and whether there was informant. 20 committee. And then he tells every one of them, I want you to know that every single one of them, when you issue a subpoena and these left-wing people say, no, I'm, I'm ordering the attorney general to have them arrested and I will be arrested publicly. And then he's, you know, he's going to say, he, then the Senate, could, Mitch McConnell could say, you know, I don't, I'm in big favor of the filibuster. I want the filibuster. But the left said it was racist. So I'm gonna try to get rid of it. We have the majority, we don't need it. It's an irritant. And then maybe some right-wing person will say, I think we should protest outside of Elena Kagan's house and so does Sotomayor's house. Every time we don't like it, we're gonna go to their home. And they go, the left says, well, that's illegal. And the attorney general says, I, I don't know whether it's illegal. You guys didn't, you didn't do anything when they, they swarm people at restaurants and their homes. So, they can do a lot of stuff. It just depends on whether you think that that will only destroy further what's left of America or you think it's the only way to restore balance is for them to see what it's like. Maybe Mitch McConnell will have to go to the Supreme Court with a mob and say, Sotomayor, Kagan, you sowed the wind. You are going to reap the whirlwind. You won't know what hits you. That's what Chuck Schumer did. But if you act like the, the Dem Democrats believe that they're so morally superior as leftists that they're entitled to use any means necessary and nobody else can use those means. And so you can, you can see that from socialist and communist thought. They always feel if we can kill this person or imprison this person, it's okay because we're for the people. But they, when they get it in, in kind or boomerangs, then they get very angry. And maybe the next president will say, you know, Joe Biden, uh, I don't think that we got the full story uh, about all this. And my attorney general is gonna go to your home with a big SWAT team. And they're gonna go to every home you have and gonna take all your records. They're gonna go into your wife's private closet. They're gonna look at her underwear. They're gonna look at her dresses. They're gonna look at everything to find something. We don't want to do it. And Hunter, Hunter is going to be investigated for the last 20 years, like your brother and like your sister. 
and we're going to go through every bank account. We're going to see if you pay taxes. You said you sent on a phone call a hundred thousand dollars to hundred. Did you pay GAAP? You were in, you were required to pay fifteen thousand to the IRS. Did you? That's a felony if you didn't. And maybe Hillary Clinton. Uh, we have to go back and look at what she did with hiring a foreign agent to interfere with a campaign, which is illegal with Christopher Steele. So they can do all of that if they want. And they've never done that before. Every time they've been confronted with that choice, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell or somebody has said, we don't do what they do. We're better than that. Mitt Romney, we're better than that. John McCain, we're better than that. We don't stoop. When, when Romney ran for president, they said he never talked to his garbage man. Uh, they throw people over a cliff when they're ill. He hazed somebody when he was 16. He put a dog in a cage on top of it. They just destroyed him. And he didn't really reply in kind, never did. And when John McCain ran, they said, John McCain had an affair. John McCain has 11 homes. He doesn't even know where he is. He's senile. They, he didn't respond. And Donald Trump did, you know, he fought back and they didn't like that. So we'll see what, what they do. They can do a lot of stuff to make life very uncomfortable for the left and teach them a lesson. But I don't know how far people want them to go because uh, it would be, you know, it would be pretty wild. Um, the Republicans could say to the FBI, we don't trust you anymore, you're hopeless. We're going to break you up. This, you're going to go, you guys go over to the IRS, you go to the Pentagon, you go to Homeland Security, you go to Interior, you go to DEA or whatever. But we're not going to have an FBI anymore. They could easily do that. But, you know, it just depends on whether they have the gumption to do that and whether it's a wise thing to do. But, uh, I don't know if you want a country where every time a president retires, armed people, you know, with automatic weapons show up at their home and they go through their wife's closet even, or they take control of the house for, get a, kick everybody out of the house for 10 hours while they own it. And then they don't tell you what they're looking for, that they don't give you the warrant or they don't have the DOJ or the attorney general or the FBI director say what they're doing. But that, that can easily happen if the Republicans get power. If that happens, you're in kind of a revolutionary state. It's kind of like 1860, 61 again. You know, I mean, if you go back and read about American history right on the edge of the Civil War, that's pretty much what it was like. John Brown's raid or uh, certain individual states saying we're going to take over this federal armory. It doesn't belong to the federal government or we're going, you know, not to follow a Supreme Court order. All that stuff happened. It's happened before. I hope it doesn't happen again, but the left yeah. uh, is in a revolutionary mood. It's not the Democratic Party of old. And what I, do you think is the best way to deal with this kind of uh, re revolutionary? I think it's a mixture of both. I, I think it's to have an agenda that's positive and, and go forward, but at the same time to say, Traditionally, the, the minority head of the opposition party is allowed to appoint its minority members on every committee. So if the committee is 15, they get seven members and they pick them. The speaker does not pick them. Officially, maybe, but not 
de facto. But that can't happen anymore because you violated the rules. For one year, you're not going to be able to pick anybody unless we approve it. So we do not want Ilian Omar or AOC on any committee. They're too dangerous. And they can do that. And I think they could do it safe. They're going to do it for a year. And then they could say, we have a, we've been very worried that Antifa and BLM rioted and looted for a year with impunity. We're going to find out why and have an investigation. They can say BLM raised $100 million and it was a fraudulent organization. The leaders bought mansions and houses and never accounted for the money. We want to investigate them. And we want our attorney general to bring charges if it's warranted. And they can do all of that. And I think that would be wise to do that. I don't know how far much further they they can they want to go but i don't believe that you could you want uh senators threatening supreme court judges or you want a bunch of conservatives showing up at the houses and breaking the law with impunity at uh you know i think they can impeach if they get the house the first thing i would do would be to impeach uh secretary of the interior Mayorkas because he didn't enforce the law. He knew he didn't. He opened the border. He knew that was illegal. He continued to do it. And then I would look at Merrick Garland and see exactly what he was doing with using the FBI to monitor school board meeting or to try to stage a kidnapping in Michigan with informants or how many informants were on, there on January 6th. And if he's, he won't, then you can impeach him. And I, I would tell you, Joe Biden, you know, I don't like impeaching a president in his first term when he loses the House. It's a bad idea. We have never done that since Andrew Johnson. We didn't do it with Nixon. We didn't do it with Bill Clinton. But you did it. You started that. You basically said if a president loses the majority of the House, he will be impeached. And you impeached him over a phone call. And you impeached him because he said the Biden family was corrupt and they were taking bribes and that was true, they were. And then he still gave them offensive weapons. He only delayed, but you still impeached him. So we're gonna impeach Joe Biden and we're gonna impeach him because he took an oath to faithfully execute the laws. And if you look at the border, he destroyed immigration law. He didn't follow it. He deliberately destroyed it. That's against the constitution. So we're gonna impeach him. Now we may not be able to convict him but we will impeach him just to send a signal. And I think that's kind of what the founders did not want us to do. They have, they talk about it in the Federalist Papers, but they did it. And how you get back to normal is, I don't know. If you think you say, we could impeach Joe Biden, we have the numbers now, but we don't want to get down to their level because we're not like them. We, we're Sermon of the Mount, and we believe in turning the other cheek, and we're better than that. And we're going to press on with a positive agenda. And then when if Trump or DeSantis is elected again and they lose the House, I, I will guarantee the left will try to impeach him. So I don't have an answer, but I think they have to get a message. They know that nobody likes their agenda. They know that nobody likes the border or the energy or the inflation or the foreign policy. And yet they they feel they have the power through the institutional control that they can they can get they can exercise power that way and so i would 
the first thing the Republicans have to do is break up certain monopolies. They have to go into Silicon Valley and say, you cannot have 90% of the search engine uh, market, or you cannot have 95% of the social media market, or you cannot have 95% of the Twitter market because they use the public airways and you you extinguish competition. We know that Google did that, Facebook did that, Twitter, we're gonna break you up. I think they can do that if they have their votes. That would be a very wise thing. They need to break up some federal agencies. They could say, we're gonna get rid of the Department of Education, Department of Engineering. We never had them before, we were fine. They're, they're pernicious. And if they really wanna do that, they could do it. And I think They've, they've got to do that. You mentioned uh, uh, the Democrats, uh, you predict they will lose 2024. So who will be? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, the big beneficiary of the raid is Donald Trump because people feel that for whatever he did, he didn't ever earn people to storm into his home and ransack it uh, as an ex-president. And, that's, and this is after he suffered the Mueller investigation, the two impeachments, the only president to be impeached twice, the only one to be impeached as a private citizen, the only one to be impeached without a special counsel, all of that. They look at the January 6th committee and they say there's no, there's no Republican on that committee unless they, they voted to impeach Trump. And, and there's no cross-examination, there's no hostile witness, it's nothing, it's just a star chamber. So he's getting a lot of sympathy. And the question is that the Republicans have to ask themselves, I don't have the answer, is that everybody now is on board with the Trump agenda. And it's just a matter of, uh, do you think Donald Trump is a better emissary than DeSantis? So if you're for DeSantis, you say, well, he fights, he takes on Disney, he takes on transgenders, he takes on the FBI, he does just what Trump, but you know what, unlike Trump, he doesn't tweet stupid things. He's not silly. He went to Harvard Law School. He's a military veteran. He's an experienced governor. But he'll he'll get the agenda. He fights just as much. Maybe Pompeo too. But the you know the downside. And then the other people will say, Yeah, you say that, but uh, all these people are politicians and one thing about Trump is that he will be like a torpedo against those people. He doesn't care anymore. He will just take on the whole. And that's the argument they're having now. And I, then other people will say, well, the thing about a DeSantis or a Cotton or Pompeo, they won't get the left so angry. They won't bring out all the nuts. When Trump runs, all of a sudden, we will never discuss Biden or Hunter or any of that other stuff. It'll just be Trump. He has the ability to inflame the left. And then Trump supporters say, no, no, no. When George W. Bush was president, they called him a Nazi. When McCain ran, they said he was senile. When Romney ran, they said he was a plutocratic crook. They'll do that no matter who it is. Don't, and that's the argument they're having right now. And the polls seem to say that either DeSantis or Trump could beat somebody like Biden. And in the New Hampshire poll, DeSantis is ahead, but in most of all the other ones, Trump is. So nobody knows the answer. This raid, I think, I don't think Trump was certain he was gonna run. 
I think so he, he, yeah. You don't think Until, he's ready, already made he, up? I don't think he made up his mind. I think people had told him, wait till after the midterms and see if your candidates win or lose and don't get out ahead of it. And you're not in the greatest shape. You're going to be 79 for another campaign. You really want to be present to your 83. They're going to try to destroy you. Your companies have lost a billion dollars. Concentrate on that. Retire. Be a kingmaker. And I think he was 50-50. But after this, I think he's angry and he feels that he can redeem himself and he's got a surge of support. So I don't know what it will be like in the midterm. A lot of it depends on the midterm. If they pick up 10 or 20 seats, nothing will change. They need to pick up 60 or 70 seats. Wow. So what do you think? Ah, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Victor Hansen. Uh, he's pretty bold and he's very, yeah, I always respect him a lot. Yeah, he raised uh, quite a few questions. He said he does not have to answer. I think most one of the thing is that uh, you know um, how to restore the country, yeah. right? Yeah. Really, I think this is uh, really a big question. And uh, second, uh, about the twenty twenty four. I already saw some of the comments. You know, dissenters or Trump. Right yeah. for the Republican candidate. So yeah, actually, um, let let me share with you with you my approach. Okay, so I, I had this program called uh, Twenty Eight Founding Principles of the of the country in the Chinese in, in the Chinese membership. So I have um, <clears throat> about like seventy thousand people following me on, on YouTube, and uh, also about seventy thousand people on on the Twitter. So I basically I produced this series talking about the very common value we all share two hundred forty years ago. And then largely we have been sharing for the most time in most part of the last 240 years. So we need to go back to our root. Okay, talking about the value that can appeal to people on the left and people on the right. So this kind of, uh, <clears throat> how to say, fire, fight fire with fire. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, anyway, I understand it. But I, I don't see that that would be effective for the long haul, for the, for the you know, long-term interest of the country. We still have to change people's heart, their thinking, okay. Coming from you know, China, we understand that how people recognize what's right, what's wrong. And because of that, CCP are significant, has been significantly weakened. And it's, it's a slow approach, it's a very positive approach. Yeah, one thing I think um, Professor Hansen pointed out is uh, he think you know, some of the monopolies has to be broken. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it just uh, dominate Right, the social media. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I, I personally agree with that. Mm -hmm. and that's why, actually, for us, you know, why we do this show, why do in the first place, we basically changed our career path to do media mm -hmm. in Chinese language, in, you know, in the, at first, and now doing English, is because um, the media, social media, really needs to be truly diversified instead of uh, being monopoly, monopoly. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I really see some of the values, uh, you know, true values in Professor Hansen's, uh, you know, an analysis and observation. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Share yeah. with us. Yeah, what's your, <clears throat> what's your comment to Professor Hansen's word? Okay, so I see Hollis here. Hi, Hollis. I don't know whether you were here yesterday, so I, I didn't <laughs> tell a joke. How about we end today with another joke? Okay, wow. Okay. Again, 
because we talk about FBI all the time, so it has to be an FBI joke, right? So there's an FBI agent, you know, came to a Montana ranch and uh, tell them this rancher, I need to inspect your ranch for illegal ground drugs. Mm. Mm. The old rancher said, okay, but make sure you don't go to the field over there. The agent was, you know, become angry. So what, mister? I have the authority of the federal government with me. He reached into his rare pant pocket and removing his badge, the official proudly displayed it to the farmer. See this badge? This badge means I'm allowed to go wherever I wish on any land, no question asked or answered given. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand? Okay, the farmer, well, nods politely and go about his his, his chores. So later, the old rancher heard loud screams and, uh, you know, and, and spies the agent running out of the field for his life. And close behind is the rancher's bull. Oh. The bull is chasing after him. So with every step, the bull is gaining ground on the agent. So the agent is clearly terrified. So the old rancher immediately throw down his tools, run to the fence, and yield at the top of his lungs. Your badge! Show him your badge! <laughs> All right, so concluded with the power of the FBI. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, how does you, do you like it? Do you like this one? Okay, GPT said, my mind is blown. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel, good broadcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Hollis uh, sharing saying, DeSantis needs to keep Florida in check. So, it looks like you prefer him to continue to govern the state of Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, Hollis like my joke. Thank you. Good. <laughs> uh, okay. Peter said the sentence is a warrior. Different uh, uh, allegiance will occur. Oh, Forest T. Flake, great show and interview. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, uh, uh, MSOM saying they will go after the sentence the same way. It's all Trump for me. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Peter, you said the swamp is still full. DeSantis' best bet, Trump, too much baggage. See, I think that's a you know, yeah. very typical well, different opinions. Yes. Uh, Louis, okay. Louis said that Victor is putting a mark on his back. Thank God for Patriots setting examples. Okay. All right. Thank you. So before we end, let, let's, uh, no, I would like to remind you again on the Ganjin World website. Ganjin means clean. Ganjin World means clean world. And uh, make sure you just uh, bookmark it. And then we'll, our live show will be there all the time. And um, yeah, whatever we do. So yeah. Yeah, there will be more shows. Yeah, we really need to secure that we have a ground stand down mm -hmm. um, for our free speech. All right, thank you very much. We should have a great weekend and take, take care. care. And uh, yeah, okay. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Bye.